102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Hey, listen, it's National Burrito Day, National Beer Day, and National Coffee Cake Day. If we can't get those three things here in the studio. It's also a National Burner Phone Day. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah. Well, in case you got one of those. Especially in one community here. I got one of those. Uh, I'm trying to get my friend a jab on the police force. Mm. Good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure just a few phone calls will be all it takes. We'll talk about that whole mess in Chicopee uh, going on here this morning with the superintendent of schools getting arrested. Love it when the FBI is involved, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that makes things a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that later on this morning. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. Tommy Cross will be joining us. And we also have flex tickets to give away today. He also using a burner phone. Probably is. To win against whoever they're playing against this weekend. It's 535. We back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement, and sometimes it's a Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Good morning. Highs in the mid to high 50s today. Showers going on this morning and then maybe a little bit of respite and then more showers this afternoon. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, well, maybe it's today I learned, because today I learned that Rob Lowe has a son. I didn't know he had a son. Well. And he had a he has a son that trolls him on social media. Is it possible that uh, he's just finding out he had a son? That very well could be. I mean, all those tapes he made back in the 90s. Well, there was that one. Yeah. I didn't meet my dad till I was 16, so it could happen, I guess. Did he ever call you back? Yeah, we got, we got, we grew close. Was he a rich movie star? No, and we don't want to hear about Sadly that. Sadly not. Do you ever have a sex tape in the 90s? Not that I've uncovered yet, <laughs> but you know, who knows? I did find a uh, a sex VHS tape in a camp that we bought in upstate New York. A little, little little camp, like little small little place on a lake. You know, I was like. 400, 500 square feet, one room kind of thing that we bought. And uh, we opened up the shed full of junk. And there in the shed in a plastic bag, three or four VHS sex tapes. Homemade? No. Oh, they were like movies. <laughs> Classic. Oh, well, that's, I mean, oh. if you're talking about like homemade type of stuff oh. done like in a Super 8 camera, then, you, no. then you're talking about something to, you know, maybe a little bit personal, a little bit uh, like right. exposing, especially if like a Rob Lowe is involved or something like that. I remember uh, one time we uh, we fired up the old movie reel at the house, <laughs> oh, you know, with the old uh, eight millimeter yeah. uh, right mm-hmm. projector and everything. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, there was one that my dad didn't want anybody to to see, so he took that and hit it. So I want to know what was on that reel. It was never recovered after never. after he died. It was I don't know. He went to he was he was in the navy. Probably got some uh, Italian uh, porn film over there. You right. Know? Yeah. That was one of those things. In the navy. Yeah. Like the kind of movie with like an extraordinary mm-hmm. amount of body hair. Right. Uh, anyway, Rob and his son John will star in a Netflix comedy called Unstable. It's inspired by the way John trolls his dad on social media in real life. Oh, that's a nice uh, father son movie. Mm-hmm. Making money together. 
Jack Black said the highlight of his career was School of Rock, which celebrates its 20th anniversary next really? year. Wow. Yeah. That's, he's, been, uh, he's, been, he's been around for 20 years? Which It was 2003 the movie came out. So next year will be the 20th anniversary. Uh, my best memories are just the group of kids and how funny and great they were, which they're all probably 30 years old <laughs> by now. Right. That's crazy, isn't it? To think that that movie is that old? Or to think that now we're that old. Well, yes, that too. But just uh, just uh, the, I mean, I just watched it like a few weeks ago. Actually, I watched it when I had COVID back in January. That's when I watched it gotcha. a couple of months ago. And uh, it was okay. It wasn't like the best movie, but it was it was yeah, kind of yeah, I'm not a, fun. I'm not a real big Jack Black fan, to be honest. You didn't like uh, when he did Tenacious D? Yeah, that was fun. That's about as good as it got. Is that Kyle something or other? What's his name? Yeah, yeah something like yeah, that. That's how I had him. Uh, Kyle D. Jesse Williams, that uh, hot piece from Grey's Anatomy. You remember him? Nope. I, yes. Nope. He made his. He played Doctor Avery. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he made his Broadway <laughs> debut in a play called "Take Me Out," which includes nudity. He said, "Quote: I was terrified, but then I noted that I that that I'm sorry that that was what I asked God for." I asked him to do something that was scary and challenging and made me earn it and made me feel alive and not comfortable. So take me out to the ball game? Is that that one or not? No, well, when different. you're naked on stage, yeah. I suppose it does. I saw it. Yeah, you're pulling out the, uh, mm-hmm. the bat and balls anyway. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what, what that's about. But, you know, when a guy is just doing TV and then you, then you switch over to theater, they're like, you're not that great of an actor, but you're going to need to have to take your clothes off. This <laughs> is the only way this show is going to be saved. Is that really part of the script? No. Yeah, we, we just need you to take your clothes off. We wrote it in. Yeah. Sir, this is a production of Oklahoma. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful morning wood it is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> the uh, weekend and uh, Swedish House Mafia are the new Coachella headliners after Ye dropped out. Wow. This wow. sounds like I'm so, speaking a different language. They must have really scrambled to come up with, oh, with that guy. I've heard of one of them. The weekend. That's it. The weekend uh, allegedly uh, threatened to drop out because they tried to pay him less than Yee's salary, which was $8 million. What? Yeah. Kanye West got $8 million to do that show. Really? And uh, The weekend wasn't going to get that much. We are in the wrong business. We- well, I mean, really, Kanye has had more hits. Yes, he has. More people actually want to see Kanye than they well, want The weekend. Well, I guess if you're going to spend a whole weekend and, uh, you know, people not showering and things like that. And I guess. Knocking over food booths and setting things on fire. <laughs> you're going to want to have to get a little more money out of it. Uh, Jim Carrey said he was uh, in heaven during his first hangout with The weekend because they drove around in a car and listened to their album, to the album After Hours before it came out. Hmm. Jim is on the album and in the video for the song called Out of Time. There you go. My, there you have it. I'm in heaven. I'm hanging out with The weekend All weekend long. Without the E. Uh, a court ruled that Ed Sheeran did not steal Shape of You from a 2015 track called OY by Sammy Switch. In a statement following the verdict, Ed said that these types of lawsuits are damaging the songwriting industry. I listened to both of them, though, and it, it he does have that line in there, this OI, uh, like, line that yeah. he says. It sounds exactly like it. So, who's telling the truth? You have any idea how hard it is to write a song that's completely original and completely yours? 
It's really difficult. Yeah. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it is either. If I were writing a song, I'm pretty sure it would sound like every other song you've ever heard. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a phrase for that, I think. When you come up with the same idea, that the collective um, something or other. No, if in my case, it would be plagiarism. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, there's but, an, but I would admit to it long before we ever went to trial. I think it's the collective subconscious. Could be. Uh, there's an opera in the works based on the final days of Kurt Cobain, and it will, will premiere at the Royal Opera House in London this fall. It's called Last Days, and it's based on the 2005 movie of the same name, which is loosely based on Kurt's life. That'll have jaws flapping. Uh, you know what? I don't think this is going to make it because these people don't have a head for business, hey. just like Kurt Cobain. Hey. hey. <laughs> That's offensive. You know what uh, Kurt Cobain's greatest release was? Oh, boy, here we go. No, what was it? The safety button. Mm. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Calling all electricians. 94, Boston clinching home court advantage through the first round of the upcoming playoffs. In hockey, Springfield Thunderbirds at Syracuse and Hershey this weekend back to the Mass Mutual Center next Wednesday against the Syracuse Crunch. Canadian golfers Mike Weir and Mackenzie Hughes tied at four under to win yesterday's par three tournament at the Masters, which means they won't win the full competition. No golfer has ever won the par three and gone on to win the full Masters in the same year. The competition begins this morning in Augusta, Georgia. Tiger Woods will be in the field. The XFL begins soon, so football fans won't have long to wait for more football, but also the FCFL starts soon. Wide receiver Terrell Owens joining the fan-controlled football league where he is expected to be paired with Johnny Manziel, the quarterback, on the Zappers for the season's April 16th start. The FCFL is a seven-on-seven league that empowers fans to call the plays in real time. Games will be streamed on Fubo. Owens will be mic'd up for the games, and T.O. will provide sideline interviews with celebrity guests, owners, and players during the games. And opening day in baseball today, the Brewers and Cubs at Wrigley at 2.20 is the opening game. Now, the Sox-Yankees opening day game in the Bronx postponed from today to Friday at 1 p.m. because of inclement weather. And in a new survey... From Finance Buzz, the average Oakland A's fan spends 58 bucks on booze while at a game, which is more than any other team and far more than the league average of 2777. Detroit Tigers fans spending the least on alcohol at just 15 bucks per game, probably because they just go straight for the heroin. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, a $151 burger at one ballpark. Bax has all the details straight ahead in his view from the couch on Rock 102. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks in a world where an entire industry of concessionaires can justify jacking you for six bucks for a hot dog or a $9 lukewarm beer. Leave it to Major League Baseball to find new ways of bilking the fans out of as much money as they can sink their greasy little mitts into. Between the cost of the ticket, parking, food, drink, various souvenirs and mementos, going to a Major League Baseball game requires an application, a credit check, two forms of ID, and your last two pay stubs. And yet, there's always at least one team out there that wants to grab you for a little bit more. 
Yesterday, the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves announced that in an effort to extract additional profits from ticket-paying fans, they will be serving something known as the World Champions Burger. Now, you might say, okay, so what? Well, according to reports, this isn't just some flimsy $7 slab of beef and a sloppy bun. The Atlanta Braves World Champions Burger is a half pound of Wagyu beef served on an Irish buttered brioche topped with cage-free pan-fried eggs, foie gras wrapped in expensive gold leaf, grilled lobster tail, bib lettuce, a slice of heirloom tomato, aged cheddar, and smeared with truffle aioli. And for this, the Atlanta Braves will charge you $151. Folks, do you have any idea how many Fenway Franks you can buy for $151? The answer is 25. For the same price, you can also buy just over 17 beers, and those are Fenway Park prices. If I bought the same hot dogs at my local Big Y, I could buy 54 hot dogs. That's better than five packages of hot dogs for the same price as a single hamburger that would only be purchased by someone who's looking to be a pretentious jackass. I don't feel comfortable buying an $18 cheeseburger here in town. Never mind spending eight times that amount. I don't even like foie gras. And yet some jerk will order it just to show everybody that he's completely financially irresponsible. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got Scott's four-step, and you're going to have yourself a nice, healthy lawn. You got a Rocky's Ace Rewards card? You're going to get the best deal in town in Scott's four-step. 80 bucks out the door with no rebate nonsense. It's about time to step for step one, so pick up your Scott's Four Step now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Mr. Frock, it's 612. And John Mellencamp with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Well, I'm trying to, I mean, I'll give you the weather, but I'm trying to fix these headphones because these suck. I'm telling you, man, you got to go to the earbuds like I'm wearing right now. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the earbud part. Have yeah. you, he likes a different kind of work. bud. <laughs> I don't know what I'm yeah. to that. Have you tried uh, different types of earbuds? Because I hate the ones that they give you with your iPhone. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the earbud thing. But, but they I, have uh, different shapes and different types. I've tried them all, all and right. they all irritate the inner uh, part of my earlobe, or mm. which I, or whatever is yeah. it the earlobe. Which part is is this the lobe? That's that's the lobe. And then what's the inner? The, the canal. canal. The canal. You yes. don't like any. I'm not really sure I like anything in my ear other than a Q-tip or a finger. And yeah. that's about it. Or eerie canal. Yeah, yeah right. My pretty... eerie canal? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you understand that? Is that? Kind of Ooh, I can hear out of both ears now. I, uh, I'm, pretty pick, I'm pretty picky about all my canals, by the way. Yeah, this, this one's broken, too. <laughs> this, this thing sucks. Uh, highs in the mid-50s today, by the way, with showers this morning and this afternoon. So here's an interesting one, guys. There's a new trend of uh, selfies online, specifically women and specifically Slightly older women. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know what an older woman is. It doesn't say. But apparently they're posting selfies of themselves without makeup on. Well, let's uh, put it in perspective. What is an older woman to you guys? <laughs> well, if I'm 55, it would be anyone who is 55 and older. That's would be an older what woman. I'm saying. Right. Well, uh, anything to me would be anybody over 43 <laughs> See, would be an older woman. That's it. But it's, it's funny because sometimes <laughs> women and men can be older or younger than their actual age. They could look that way, and they could also act that way, I've found. And True. actually, I took a quiz the other day online about what your, quote, 
real ages. All right. You put in some statistics there about Mm. drinking and Mm -hmm. sleeping habits and things like that. What's the real age of a 43-year-old man who spells out penis at the (laughs) Hobby Lobby with the letters? That's a good point. You're asking for a friend, right? Asking for a friend. (laughs) I was going to ask you, uh, how soon after you finished this uh, survey Mm -hmm. did uh, your identity get stolen by uh, by, (laughs) by (laughs) Russian immigrants? How that quick did that happen? I don't know. The day is young, Bax. Uh, anyway, these older women who are posting selfies of themselves with no makeup on, it's gotten reported in the Wall Street Journal of all places. Slow news day for them? I guess. And they're just saying that it, it can be harmful. Why? But, but then a psychiatrist chiming in saying it's satisfying. I, I, I don't think it's harmful at all. I think it's it's probably... Uh, validating for a lot of well, women. it depends who you are, Bax, and how you look. I think. No, it depends on who you are and how you feel. Okay, because if you are the kind of person who is confident enough, right, to not have to worry about things like yeah. makeup yeah. and worry about other things like you know the things you do, your character, you know that kind yes. of stuff. You know, to me, those are more attractive qualities, and whether or not you can apply makeup well enough. Yeah, I agree, and I'm I'm usually. Far more attracted to women who wear less makeup as opposed to more makeup. Oh, no. You got to wear makeup. Otherwise, that's it. it uh, <laughs> I don't want to see your uh, your unkempt photo. Says the guy who spelled out penis at the Hobby <laughs> yeah, Lobby. Well, hey, no, that, you know? But that's not about looking good. That's just about thinking good. Um, no, I mean, I mean, how often do you hear a woman say, oh, I look terrible? Right, because I don't, I can't go anywhere without the well, they all you know, makeup. Yeah, they're usually fishing for compliments. Those types of women. Wait, but I don't, I don't know if it is because I think what they're fishing for is some sort of validation because of a self-esteem problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they assume that men like the three of us mm-hmm. care <laughs> what they look like. <laughs> I mean, I, I think uh, you know our our bar can go pretty low. I mean, I think we're pretty mm-hmm. accepting if. You know, if a woman yeah. says, oh, I'm, I'm fat, no, no, you're not. You, you know no, who other, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know who other women get beat down by? Other women. Other women. Oh, yeah. I know. It's not men. Rawr. It ain't us. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, well, it is to a point. To a, to a certain yeah. degree, but mm-hmm. I think the judgment from other women, yeah. because they can be canny sometimes. I don't know if you've ever seen that happen. Mm. Uh, they they want to avoid that kind of judgment. But the reality is, you know, if you've got a couple extra pounds, we don't really care that much. No, yeah. but if you're not wearing makeup, <laughs> you know what I'm seeing? This is kind of weird. I'm seeing this trend on uh, TikTok yeah. lately. A lot of women with dentures, younger women with dentures, taking them out, and they're all gummy and stuff. Really? What do you mean, younger women? Like women who, like, <laughs> like when you think of like someone with dentures, you think of someone who's like, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. Yeah. Sure. These are women who, like, maybe in their 30s or 40s. Why are they getting dentures? Or hockey players or something like that? Well, it could be any number of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and not necessarily about brushing. It just could be about, you know, mouth bacteria, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. any number of uh, different conditions. Sure. And what they'll do is they'll do, like, a before and after ah. videos. So they'll have... They'll be uh, there without makeup and without their teeth in. They just look like someone, uh, you know, gummy by a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, boom! It, it switches, and they're all made up with the with their with their teeth in, uh. and they're beautiful. Mm. So, are they in essence? Are they advertising for a guy by doing that? I don't know. I think it. I think what it says is, don't judge us uh-huh. when we look at our worst. 
because we can gussy things up and look pretty damn good with a few hours of work. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. You see what I'm? That's exactly mm. what I'm getting at. Live, laugh, love. It does suggest <laughs> it's it's not a hangover; it's the wine flu. <laughs> <laughs> It does suggest, though, that, that maybe they have special skills that would be enhanced, if you know what I'm heading with that, you know? No, I have no, no idea. I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to explain it. I'm not even sure what you're, what you're, 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 you're hinting at. As far as the selfies with the no makeup, even some heavy-hitting brands are behind it as well. Brands like Dove and Olay are also supporting this trend of using real photos that show the woman's real self without yeah. makeup on. I, I got no problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if you, you know, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I don't wear any makeup. I mean, uh, <laughs> probably could, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we look, maybe look more attractive, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, for a woman, it's like, you know, I know it's important to them and, uh, you know, I'm not critical of uh, someone who is really into it and really, you know, is uh, self-conscious about it. But, you know, to me, it's like, mm-hmm. if I, if I find you attractive, I'm probably likely to find you attractive in all sorts of stages. What about the Two-Face? Yeah, there are a couple of those. Mm. Yamahama. Fright Night. Uh, the putting on and the taking off of the makeup is is horrible, by the way. I was I did TV for about a year in Rochester. I was a sportscaster on the weekends on the, tele- the NBC affiliate. And What haven't you done, Dave? <laughs> Lots. I find, uh, I'm the, not. I'm not diving out of an airplane. I'll tell you that. It's like a. It's like a mad. Your life is like a mad folding. We're just uh, <laughs> seeing all what the real picture looks like before we fold it in and get all get the best part. So you had to you had to put on that uh, yes. that pancake yes. makeup, right? Horror, and then like taking it off is even worse. Yeah. Well, oh God, wa- it's watching a, your face yeah. must have been terrible. Yes. You ever see Barry Krieger without makeup on? Whoa! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I used to see Scott Cohen with makeup on. Uh huh. And with a dye job. That's uh, one thing I'll never ever do. Was that uh, when he was enjoying his martinis between newscasts? Yes. Uh, between six and eleven. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's one thing I'll never do. What? When it comes to like you know mm-hmm. personal vanity, mm-hmm. I'm never going to dye my hair. Well, you won't have to. By the way, you've got that swarthy Greek look to you there, kind of like uh, Mike Shashevsky with his Polish black hair. Mm. It's jet black. What is he? Seventy three years old. See, I, think he's coach? Di- I think he's dying it. Now, you think? I think my really? hair is pretty. Uh, is is getting salt and peppery. Yeah. But I'm not going to dye it because mm-hmm. any guy that dyes his hair mm-hmm. looks like a guy who, <laughs> who dyes, dyes his, his hair. hair. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. We had a boss here many years ago that used to dye his hair. He used to be very good friends with Johnny Depp. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking I about? I remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I think he still dyes his hair. I don't think he does, but 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 nevertheless, mm-hmm. you know what are you what are you trying to prove? I saw a guy the out, out the other day. Guy had to be like mid 80s, mm-hmm. old yeah. old guy, right? Still dyeing his hair jet black, and of course it was he had yeah. it was dyed a long time ago, so right. his brown and gray roots were starting to show. <laughs> Who's kidding who? Right, you look at Bob Costas these days. Yeah, I mean, come on, Bob. I mean, it, you go, you don't got hair that color. You know, like there's a trend now of a lot of women just you know letting their hair go gray. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that at all. Right, I think it looks great on on. On a lot of women. Well, it can sort of fake it a little bit too, and kind of go blondish, silverish gray, and then it looks like legit. It looks pretty cool. Either actually. way, man, I, yeah. I just you know we, I don't know our our vanity gets in the way of good reason sometimes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just uh, you know all we wanted. To be, what does uh, Cohen say all the time? All we want is to be fed and effed. 
That's what he says. That's his uh, motto. That's why he's not on TV yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's because he said that on the sportscast. <laughs> it's 622 with Back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102 with Back Stephen Dave and REM. There's a great special on Netflix called Song Exploder about their experiences writing and recording that tune. Fantastic. I haven't, uh, haven't seen that one yet. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Uh, let's see. Today I Learn is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for today. Relax, Stephen Day. Hey, uh, today I learned uh, there has never been a documented case of rabies being transmitted by one human biting another. Hmm. All of the recorded cases of human-to-human transmission of rabies occurred through organ transplants from infected donors. They didn't check that they out check before they... rabies? Uh, hey, you got a new kidney. Bad news, you got rabies. Oh, and the one thing I need, water, is the thing I can't get into my mouth right now. Because I'm foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yeah, you never hear of anybody getting rabies from... Uh, Oh, he bit me. I got rabies now. No, but I didn't even realize you can catch rabies from uh, organ donations because I didn't think people would be able to donate an organ if they had rabies. Yeah, with all the uh, the protocols you have to go through with that, you think they'd vet them a little bit more? Vet them, get it? Ah, vet. Yeah. See what yeah. you did there. Yeah. Well, very there clever. you go. There and you that's have it. Uh, very quick. Today, his introductions long in the actual. Coming up next in the news, a burner phone, the FBI, and extortion in Chicopee. Straight ahead on Rock 102. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. He'll pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Before we get to the local news, quickly on the Ukraine, they're bracing for renewed Russian offensive in the eastern part of the country. And in the wake of the alleged atrocities carried out by Russia, the U.S. announcing more sanctions yesterday, including on Vladimir Putin's two adult daughters, as well as on all of Putin's close family members. Doesn't say exactly what form those sanctions will take against Putin's daughters and Putin's friends, but apparently the hammer has come down. Yeah, well, I, I, I still say it's not going to have any effect on him personally. He'll still go after Probably. Ukraine, whether or not you put a sanction on him or not. Hey, welcome to the FBI here to Western Mass. We may have some FBI stars in our midst because they've been apparently looking into the misdeeds of Chickabee Schools Superintendent Lynn Clark. She's on paid administrative leave. Because she was charged with lying to the FBI during a federal investigation into the apparent extortion of one of the candidates for police chief. She was using a burner phone to do all sorts of her misdeeds. And <coughs> Last year, by the way, she earned about $175,000. That's mm. one year's salary for Lynn Clark. Damn. Mm-hmm. You know what's amazing is uh, at first she said, well, I had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. This was a, I didn't do this at all. What do you, what, not me. I would never. And then all of a sudden later in the day, yeah, no, I did do this. Yeah. She sent 99 text messages. I got 99 problems. And <laughs> the superintendent of schools ain't, ain't one, one of them. Ain't one of them, yeah. Uh, not, that were threatening in nature using an app to disguise her phone number. How stupid can you be to to think that no one can trace where you are? Apparently as the superintendent of schools. I mean, supposedly, allegedly, yeah. you'd think you'd have an advanced degree. To yeah. get that job. Well, you, you, you typically do. Yeah. But nevertheless, 
I you know, you've got a hundred and seventy thousand dollar a year job mm-hmm. yeah. that you know I you know who knows how long you keep that job because you know superintendent of schools have a tendency to uh, to yeah. come and go. Well, no, she's not going to keep it any longer. That's for sure. But rarely do you hear about a superintendent of schools committing a federal crime in which their homes in Belchertown mm-hmm. have to be raided by the feds. I mean, th- this is this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard a public official do and and this was all related to the hiring of a new police chief in chicopee what the hell is so special about that particular police chief job that we always have these problems with nepotism or or whatever whatever the case may be and now here we are with somebody saying you know trying to extort this person to drop out because she supposedly had some sort of dirt on on this guy. Well, even if she has dirt on uh, on uh, one of the candidates, you know, who does she think she is trying to affect whether somebody gets a job or not? That's what in I'm a, saying. In a department I, she's got nothing to do with. That's exactly what that's what my point. It's like what's so special about this particular job that everybody goes nuts for in Chicopee? <laughs> I have no idea. Every single time they have changed uh, police chiefs in Chicopee, yeah. there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Someone's not happy. Someone has to go get a lawyer. Someone has to uh, you know you know call other cops and get other, other people involved. What's interesting here is the vote by the Chicopee School Committee debating on whether she should be placed on leave or not. It was eight to three. Three people decided, you know, she doesn't deserve to be out on leave. Like, Uh, really? But you understand that when she got the job, Mm -hmm. she was highly touted. Right. And it was, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was a unanimous vote Mm -hmm. to hire her. So there may be some people who are... You know they're they're being careful with their votes and careful with their words because these are the people that voted her in. Oh, and not only that, maybe she's innocent until proven guilty. Well, yeah, but, she's, but she's admitted it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. No, I, I mean it, it's it's one she, thing to say she, I didn't do it, and it's mm-hmm. another thing. To say, two hours later, yeah, I did kind of. Mm-hmm. She might have admitted it, but you still have to have the whole court process Correct. and everything like sure. that. That's why you can't just fire somebody without you know. Well, you can't just say, "Well, right. we're not paying you yeah. at all." Yeah. Uh, you have well, to let that go through. She's also yeah. working with a contract, right? And, and so you don't know how. True. How strongly they follow the contract in any in any setting, and but, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a firing. It would have been quote paid leave. But even that wasn't conclusive when it came to the school committee's vote. I just don't know what gets into your mind. We you think, you know, um, I know that education is probably what I've been hired for, but I think uh, what I really want to do is expand my horizons by affecting the outcomes and hirings of other departments around the city mm-hmm. i think that's within my wheelhouse well i mean if you're trying to uh create a uh you know like a super force of all your friends you know like uh, it, working in government right <laughs> for for Jacoby, mm-hmm. hey <sighs> let's get a couple of burner phones from cumbies and uh start sending these text messages out you know i was when i was getting uh notifications yesterday mm-hmm. from mass live yep. about this story yep. it, this is before that yeah, they were reporting that she admitted that uh, she had done this. Right. I, my first thought is, well, listen, before I, before I cast judgment, uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure how how much I really believe everything I read in uh, in Mass Live. You know, sometimes they don't really report 100 no, really. percent of the truth, or you know, they, it's mm-hmm. like half the story sure. and not all the story. I mean, so, sometimes that happens. Well, there's some truth to that. <laughs> yeah, some, but not all. You know what I'm saying? So while Lynn Clark is out. As superintendent, the new guy, 
pictured here in MassLive.com story, and it's a file photo, I think, of Alvin Morton, the assistant superintendent. I don't know if you guys saw this picture yet, but he's got quite a quizzical expression on his face like, wow, I lucked into a job yeah, here. Like, are they going <laughs> to... Are they going to be paying him uh, Lynn Clark type of money? I don't know. It's a very good question. I mean, when you're the assistant superintendent and you become the acting superintendent, yeah. mm. I don't think you get the full salary, but you probably get a little bit of a bump, don't you? I would think you would get a, some sort of stipend yes. for doing that. Yeah. You don't, however, get her access to burner phones. But, Morton, you are a mental case. <laughs> Hardy, har, har. <laughs> to the moon. Well, anyway, we'll be following. That's the that honeymooners. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, you too. Yeah, good job over there, mm-hmm. Ralph Cramden, Ed Norton. Uh, more news here. We started these stories yesterday. The guy who stole the helicopter and was flying it in and out of his backyard. Yeah, sixty-two-year-old Antonio Santo Nastaso. He claimed in the follow-up to the story that he was part of a clandestine black ops team performing secretive maneuvers overseas and that's why ah. he needed the stolen helicopter right mm. he was flying the chopper from his backyard which is only about an acre and a half off of podunk road you can't you make go. this no. stuff podunk you road can't make this stuff up and his particular property surrounded by trees the neighbors saying he was flying far too close to a neighbor's backyard and swing set where kids were playing. Well, I mean, have you ever seen uh, you know, the breeze that comes off of these uh, these yeah. rotors? No kidding. You got a youngster on a on a swing set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they could get hurt, yeah. or those adorable little children could get injured. I think the weirdest part of the story is what's this guy's name again? That's uh, Antonio. Santo Tanas- Santo yeah. Nastaso. That's not a helicopter pilot name. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, Rick or Bob well, or you know yeah, you Jim. Could, you could call Antonio Santo Nastaso Tony or just Santo for short, and then it's that okay. Would, I, I think. would I would think uh, you know, a helicopter pilot has uh, like a nickname. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like you know, uh, but but like you start Chief. right. You yeah. start with a or a Maverick or something Goose. like that. Goose, you know? Mad Go- Dog, yeah, Goose, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah Goose. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also Ice got, Man. We also got a call yesterday morning about this time from a guy named Trevor who was telling us about a traffic issue on 91 near Warehouse Point between yeah, yeah. there and Enfield. It turns out it was an Uber driver who led cops on a chase. Michael Linares, a 56-year-old, charged with three counts of engaging in a police pursuit, possession of weapons in a motor vehicle, two counts of second-degree reckless driving, possession of narcotics. Man, this guy had it all going on. Was that going to affect his Uber rating as a driver? I, I he's got to, right? He's down to a 4.2. What is the... I don't even know oh, what it's got to sca- be lower than that. Five. It's five like, is It's like highest. zero to five? Yeah. Zero to five. Mm-hmm. My Uber rating uh, as a passenger is a 4.9. And I don't know why I've been docked to have you know, that, that percentage of a point. Well, the whole police chase occurred when cops attempted to stop this guy for a headlight violation at 3.45... Yesterday morning. So this is when this whole thing unfolded. A short time later, the vehicle was located at the Enfield Square Mall. Police say they learned that Linares was employed by Uber and had a fare in the vehicle as well. That customer was able to exit the vehicle at the mall and was not harmed. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. But again, if uh, if you're looking for a ride and it says that your driver is a good you know 20 minutes away because they're at the Enfield Square Mall... Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you want your, your driver to step on it. You don't want to be waiting around in uh, Springfield all day for your mm-hmm. ride. Good point. Am I right? right. Yeah, Am right. I right? I think I'm right. Hey, if you got a good-looking kid, Gerber is searching for you and your kid. They're looking for a playful smile and an irresistible child for their 2022 Gerber photo search contest. The winning child gets 25 grand. My youngest child is uh, 17. Are they uh, no longer eligible? Children ages 0 to 4. Backs are eligible. Uh, A child with the most lovable smile will be named Gerber's chief growing officer and spokesbaby. Missed it by 14 years. Mm. The competition runs through April 14th. Now, what do you get for this kind of thing? 20, 25 grand. 25 grand? Yeah. The, That's it, it? It says here the kid gets 25 grand. So maybe it goes into a trust so that the parents can't just utilize their child for so, their own personal so gain. So you as the money-grubbing parent yes. really have no stake in this. It, it doesn't seem that way. Although the full rules are available online if you want to check it out. All right. Check it out. And apparently entries from the state of Massachusetts are among the greatest so far. Across well, the United States. Well, we're the greatest state in the nation. There you go. We have the cutest children. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's in the soil and in the water. <laughs> On the opposite of cute, we have a criminal in the spotlight in our mass hat coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And the James Gang, but back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It well, sounds sound like the James Gang just banging on anything that was available to them there, like you know, t- trash cans and ashtrays and uh, tin cans, you know? Didn't it sound that way to me? Uh, um, to me, anyway. They're, they're, um, there's probably a good chance yeah. ashtrays were used. Yeah. Just saying. All right. It's 42 in downtown Springfield. Uh, hey, don't forget, April 24th, it's uh, the return of Bacon and Brews. Uh, the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements are uh, our big sponsors. It's all going to happen at the Log Cabin. In fact, the Log Cabin chefs are already putting the menu together. It's always a great time. Uh, live music from the uh, from Alex 2E and the Cloud9 Band. Games, more, and tickets are on sale right now at rock102.com. you got to be over 21 or older to attend, and you got to have yourself a positive ID. Bacon and Brews, April 24th at the Log Cabin. In Holyoke, brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Yeah, this guy, a criminal just outside Philadelphia, 38-year-old Robert Dugan, breaking into a diner there recently at 4.30 in the morning, stealing an entire cheesecake. He also took off with half a prime rib roast. And then, after hitting up the diner, 90 minutes later, he showed up in an adult toy store about a mile away at Adult World and trashed the place. Tra- really? Yeah, he was shirtless at that point, by the way. He, Took- at some point at, between the diner and the adult world, <laughs> adult toy store, he went shirtless. You know, he did not trash the place. Then you're setting yourself up for a great night of, uh, of fun, aren't you? Prime rib, cheesecake. Sure. Benoit balls. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, Did- but he ha- you're right. He had to trash adult world. He-, he took a baseball bat to the front of the place. Smashing windows, shattering the glass door out front. Again, uh, other than the, the smashing of the stuff, it sounded like he was off to a good start. Yeah, so in other words, and the timing of this, again, I said 4.30 for the diner, which 
I guess wouldn't have been open at that point. 90 minutes later, apparently Adult World was. Now, I don't know these guys. They must stay open all night, Adult World kind of adult toy store places. Uh, was it open? Yes. Oh, so yeah, yes. it's probably one of them 24-hour. that You see them all along the highway when you're driving down south. You know, they yeah. get the 24-hour yeah. uh, cyber cafes and you, things like that. You've never gone into an adult bookstore? Oh yeah, but not not one at uh, six o'clock in the morning. Well, of course I'm working. I'm busy. I guess. Well, I mean, you know, what what you, city, what town, what state was this in? Outside Philly. I, I bet you they probably have some sort of like legs and eggs special at the uh, at the at the adult world. Adult world, really? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was the place up in Syracuse that used to have the little booths in the back that had uh, you could go back there and get a lap dance in a bookstore? That was Adult World on Erie that, Boulevard. Right, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's probably all kinds of stuff. Know, is it, maybe that's a chain. Maybe Adult World is a, is a chain of adult toy yeah, stores. I don't know. Yeah. It probably is. Franchised out. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, when he took the baseball bat to the windows and then the glass door, he was about to go inside when a female employee who was there started screaming at him and chasing him off. So he ran toward a nearby Costco. I mean, he's hitting for the cycle. Wow. He's hitting for the cycle here, right? Mm -hmm. You got Adult World, you got a diner, you got Costco. That's where police caught up with him at the Costco. He's facing charges for multiple crimes, including yeah. felony burglary. This is a, this is where the plan starts to fall apart. Yeah, didn't even have a chance to eat the cheesecake. Right, and it's going to take a couple hours to uh, to cook the roast. Sure. You know, to me, those are the things you do. Well, you steal the cake. Yeah. and and the, and the and the roast. You go home. Maybe you don't. The, you don't it, there's no other stops. You just go home. Maybe the prime rib was cooked already. Bax doesn't say whether it was cooked or uncooked. Yeah, but I I'm gonna guess it probably was not cooked. Mm -hmm. That's why he's. He, I mean, sure. It, who? What diner has leftover prime rib at the end of the day at well, four o'clock in the morning? Well, how do you think they make the prime rib sandwiches the next day? That's uh, what it is. Leftover prime rib. Yeah. I and, guess. And, and on, on French onion soup or beef soup. That's or, right. They make it with that. There it's all go. the leftovers. You can do wonders with the leftover prime rib bags. If I stole a, a cheesecake or if we mm -hmm. had a cheesecake here, I'm pretty sure the only thing I'm paying attention to is the cheesecake. It's the only thing I really want to do. I don't want to do the. Sh I don't want to do what we're doing here. I don't want to do you know any other work. But if there's a cheesecake involved, mm -hmm. that's you. got my attention mm -hmm. until it's finished. Coming up next in the 102 second sports. Some sports weed news that you need to know. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Broil, $4.59 a pound. To run a growing business is to be on a journey. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with the right Windows PC and tech solutions so you can stop at nothing for your customers. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, today was supposed to have been opening day at Yankee Stadium between the Boston Red Sox and the team that tends to occupy that building. The game was postponed by the ominous threat of rain. Apparently, the people of New York were concerned that a punishing downpour would have a negative effect on their ability to maintain their stink. And so, that game will be scheduled for tomorrow at 1 o'clock 
with Nathan Ivaldi getting the start for Boston against Garrett Cole. I, of course, had my whole opening day festivities carefully planned out for weeks. Never did I consider that my plans would be scurriously dashed by the threat of a little cloudburst or a little bit of lightning. And yet here we are, anticipating another thrilling Red Sox season and impatiently having to wait for something good to happen first. So how are the Red Sox expected to do this season? Well, that's a fair question. According to many experts, you might want to not spend a whole lot of time getting your hopes up. That's because many people are predicting that the Red Sox might wind up being a colossal disappointment. Whereas I say, tell me something I don't already know. You see, most people are picking Toronto to make the World Series, whereas they will face the, uh, the Dodgers. Almost nobody is picking the Red Sox. Now, is that a fair assessment just 24 hours before the Red Sox and Yankees start their season with a game that was postponed by rain? Not, no. Not to assign any level of meaning to inclement weather, but I'm pretty sure that uh, you can appreciate the impending imagery and metaphors like all baseball fans do. Listen, I try not to listen to the experts who are predicting the World Series winner on April 7th, but you still have 162 games to get through first, plus an expanded playoff system to contend with. For all we know, the Red Sox could surprise us too, because that does happen from time to time. Maybe this year will be one of those years. I'm not holding my breath, but at least I'm not hopping off the bandwagon before things actually begin. At least not yet. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You have an Ace Rewards card, right? It's the way to get instant rebates right at the register at Rocky's Ace Hardware. No mailing nonsense, no redeem online or rigmarole. Get the Ace Rewards card. There's nothing to it. You just sign up and start saving. Available now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven. And Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Jamie got a gun and Lynn Clark had a good run, apparently, right? Not that good a run. Well, how long was she the superintendent of the Chickabee schools, by the way? I don't, uh, I don't know how long she had that. I don't think it was really that long. You're not talking like years and years here. But, uh, you know, she was hired to do this job and... Mm-hmm. Oh. And now she's been detained by by the feds. Yeah, she was named assistant superintendent back in 2015. So at some point between 2015 and today, she got the full job, apparently. It didn't last long. Or it's um, not, not going to last long, I guess I should say. So this story is, uh, is going around uh, the country now because you don't see it happen very often where a superintendent of schools is busted by the FBI. No, you don't. And uh, you know, for those of you who are uh, just joining us, you can go on to Mass Live uh, with your paid subscription to find out what actually is going on in the world. Well, why would we want anybody to know what's going on in our backyard unless you're paying for it? Well, someone's <laughs> someone's paying. Um, one, as, of, one, as, one of the school board members, by the way, said there's a black cloud over the entire city of Chicopee. There's now. been a black cloud over the city of Chicopee <laughs> for a long years. time, right? Yeah. So the deal is, so uh, Lynn Clark is a superintendent of schools. She was uh, busted for lying to the FBI about threatening messages that she was making to one of the candidates for police chief of of Chicopee. Now she was arrested in her home in Belchertown. Apparently, uh, there is no residency required for elected officials. Right in in Chicopee that hasn't been for for quite a few years well there's a lot of communities that are like that it, it, when you're talking about an administrator who is you know trying to recruit other people 
for these jobs uh, to work in these school systems. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a requirement that you need to work in the same or live in the same town. No, I don't either. But you know, there are plenty of people who will say, well, if she's the superintendent of schools, why isn't she living in Chicopee? Because she's got a really nice house in Belchertown. Yeah. Well, and those people, it's not like they, they move from place to place, too. Sometimes they, you know, once they're done being a superintendent at one district, they go to another district. Well, why are you going to move? Yeah. Uh, by the way, that nice house in Belchertown purchased as the result of her salary of $175,000. Yes, that's an annual salary. And by the way, she took over as superintendent just about a year ago, yeah, February 2020. But she had, you know, she had been a principal before mm -hmm. then and you know, has been in education for a, a good long time. And then this happens. She gets, uh, she gets put in this position by a unanimous vote and uh you know here she is a year later admitting to to threatening a candidate for police chief and i should uh, correct that timeline so it's about two years so she was a superintendent named in february of 2020 here we are 2022 now the thing that i don't that i totally agree with you steve mm -hmm. is what is it about the police chief's job in I chicopee that everyone's got uh, everyone's got a problem with. No matter who they hire, no matter who is a candidate, there's always someone's got a problem. There's always someone who's got an opinion, and there's always someone who's going to going to want to take it just a little bit too far to get their guy into that position. Mm -hmm. That's like uh, Principal Clark on from Lean on Me. Uh, y yes, except she didn't take a, like a uh, like a baseball bat. Although she might as well have it. Probably, yeah. probably be a lesser charge. That's Sam's. Pull your border phone out. Send a message. Was that Morgan Freeman, by the way? It was. No. <laughs> Joe Clark, right? That was the uh, character from that movie. You used, you used to call me Crazy Lynn. Well, now you can call me Batman. She sent 99 anonymous texts of a threatening nature to the police chief candidate identified only as individual one. That, that candidate has not been publicly identified. I guess they weren't so anonymous if, if they found out who she was so easily. Well, see, now that's the thing I don't totally understand is how they tracked it traced it down to her mm -hmm. and once it was found out the mayor of Chicopee John View contacted the FBI and said hey look we got a uh, we got a serious problem with our superintendent of schools so I mean I, you know, this is one of those things where there's, there's got to be a lot more information coming out because you never want to read mass live on the, on the surface and believe everything they write but uh, this is one of those things where it's gonna it's gonna be uh, an ongoing story for at least a little while. Yeah, she uh, she done messed up, and she's gonna feel the brunt of it. You got the <laughs> she done messed up, a a Ron. Well, she used apparently she used like one of these apps that disguises your phone number. So then she was saying she got these threatening messages, then forwarded them on, but it was really her all along. How do you not think that? You're not going to be found out. I mean, it's not like, you know, if well, I wanted to. Did she pay a full 99 cents for the app? Well, she probably didn't. Well, that's she probably, probably why. For 99 cents, you think you'd be a little bit more secure. You know, they, they probably, uh, we reveal your information if you don't pay us the money for the <laughs> app. Right. Uh, but, you know, if, like, if I wanted to, you know, set up, a, set up a fake Facebook account and write bad things about Dave like I do every week <laughs> on Facebook. Right. That's uh, you that's doing that. That's different. Huh? It's yeah. different because it's not, you know, it's not like he's going to go find out who's this person doing this. But when you're a public official, like, 
and and somebody reports to the FBI, the FBI is going to find out. Yep. Like they know how to they know how to get that information. It's all in that Patriot Act with the warrants and the and the you know getting there. Yeah, there's no way to cheat any at anything anymore. There's no way you can't get away with anything. Well, I just don't understand what the motivation is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you you know want a certain person in in that position. What makes you think that you're entitled to have any say in it if you're working for a completely different department? Because I'm sure that it was probably some friend that she wanted to be the police chief. She probably has insider information about the hiring process. You know how they keep that stuff closed doors? Well, you know, those people talk to each other, too. Sure. So she probably said, well, I know if there's four of them, I don't want this guy. He's the most qualified one. But let's uh, let's knock him down a peg. That's what the that's she, what she said. Is saying, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 try to ruin him because I know the other two uh, aren't gonna aren't gonna pan out. Sure, but here's here's the thing: if you have a certain opinion about who should be the the top administrator of the Chicopee Police Department, you probably shouldn't break the law to make that happen. I mean, here's a woman making $175,000 a year or whatever the hell it was, 175 plus, mm-hmm. we could say, yeah. uh, to make her opinion maybe not known, but to influence the opinion or hiring of a police chief. And now, mm-hmm. as a result of this, because of these tactics, she's going to lose that job and could face up to five years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Yeah. Now, in a lot of cases, you would say, well, she'll, she'll never serve all of that. Yeah, that might be true if it were like just local police arresting her, but it's the FBI that's involved. They usually don't get involved in stuff like they usually yeah. don't raid your home and your office unless there's something to be found. Isn't the level of stupidity a little higher for somebody like her with her educational background when she commits a crime like this? She's got to be like Chris Farley trying to interview Paul McCartney. Stupid. Oh, well, you remember know. a couple of years ago, Springfield had uh, a, a superintendent of schools that may or may not have had a car accident in Forest Park. Uh, Joe Burke was the other uh, superintendent. And it was like, a, you know, he, he may have been. It was an early morning car crash in Forest Park, mm-hmm. and there was speculation as to why that crash occurred. And, you know, that he you know ran into like a big wall of concrete. Um you know, that's just a simple traffic mistake. It may have led to like an OUI or whatever. Right. That's different than intimidation mm-hmm. and fraud and uh, you know, everything that she's going to be you know, eventually accused of. I mean, this is it's one thing to do something stupid. It's another thing to do something stupid to this degree. Mm hmm. An educator, someone who is supposed yes. to be educated That's what I'm and, saying. And, and setting policy for your children to be educated. Yes. It makes it even more stupid when it comes from a smart person. Yeah, I'm getting multiple text messages here, but I can't say any of this information because it's not uh, like public information yet. But it kind of makes a lot of sense now why she would be doing something like this. Mm. But Again. we'll have to wait for the investigation to unfold in order to find out all the information on why she would do something like that. Well, file that stuff away so you yeah. can compare what you're getting to what actually comes out. You, can, you can unpack some of that stuff yeah. when it becomes more uh, readily available. As a good journalist, I never <laughs> reveal my sources. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Good idea, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
It's 721 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at gginks.com. gginks.com. Steve and Dave and Alice Cooper, who's probably teeing them up somewhere right now, the avid golfer that he is. Uh, Tommy Cross will be joining us after 8 o'clock. It is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. We have flex tickets to give away. There's only a handful of uh, home games left for this regular season, and you may be going to one of them. Yes. You can flex your ticket to any one of those home games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So you told me uh, some of the uh, information that we can't quite say yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that would make that would make this story a whole lot more bizarre juicy. than it seems. Oh, juicy, yeah. juicy, juicy about Lynn Clark, the yeah. superintendent of yeah. schools in Chicopee. Just going to leave it at that at yes. this point. How about that? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Allegedly. We well, have Well, you know what? I <laughs> I don't always I don't always uh, you have you to know. say allegedly. Yeah. You just can't say you did. Well, yeah. it's funny because, you know, you're getting these text messages from friends, I assume, who sort of maybe might know the inside information well, here. I have uh, many different sources. Yes, and which, again, you said you're not going to reveal. No. But it's kind of like like the Weekly World News or the, uh, the the National Star. Those folks are usually right about stuff. Yeah, like when, you know, when, yeah. Uh, yeah. when aliens uh, invaded the White House <laughs> and, I, and, I, and Bat Boy <laughs> discovered a cure for cancer. Right, you're right. I have no uh, uh, no reason to question these folks. Which well, should give you some level of credence as to what's being well, said. Well, I'm here. just saying. I, well, I, you know, I've, no, I I've get always it. had trustworthy information, and uh, I, I stand by that. Well, there the, you have it. the information that you told us off the air that we can't say. Yeah. Um, what are you? What do you think the chances are? It's accurate. I would say a hundred percent. And so, what do you think the chances are that those details? Yeah. That you're talking about that we can't say. Yeah. Will be public knowledge oh i'm all. sure that it'll definitely be public it will knowledge be how long will it be before listen, it's public knowledge uh when you live in a nice little home like that in belgertown <laughs> you kind of don't want to go to jail so i think you're gonna be having to fess up to everything that you've been a part of yeah i, I i'm gonna guess probably by next week you'll hear a few more details about this mm-hmm. and you go oh well oh, that's, oh, that that's makes... a horse of a different color yes it is a horse of and a different at that point steve can brag and pull out the text messages well. that he's getting this morning we got news coming up next on rock 102 lots of cl- 731 with back steve and dave and rock 102 it's time for news brought to you by yankee home improvement this month enjoy april showers the april shower discount 60 percent off installation log on to yankeehome.com here's dave coombs with the news lynn clark is out as superintendent of the Chicopee schools. The committee voting to place her on administrative leave. This happened about 12 hours after she was charged with lying to the FBI during a federal investigation into the apparent extortion of one of the candidates for police chief. And apparently it involved her use of burner phones to make some of these calls. Yeah, well, you pick those up at a Cumbies. Yeah. You know, maybe she did. Yeah, uh, prepaid minutes. Mm. These details will surface soon, as well as maybe some of the other details that Mr. Nagel yeah. has on his cell phone. Last year, Lynn Clark earned about $175,000. Yes, that's her annual salary as superintendent of the Chicopee Schools. The school committee also agreed to have assistant superintendent Alvin Morton 
serve as acting superintendent until the legal matter is resolved. Now, as the superintendent of Chicopee Schools, would she have been better served if she had to lock her cell phone in a plastic bag before <laughs> school? That's right. With a little magic marker to you know, write the words Lynn Clark on the outside of the baggie like the kids have to do. It's a good point. I mean, you know, maybe her personal phone yes. she, uh, had to do that. But, sure. I mean, but do burners also uh, matter in that situation? Sure they do. Maybe some of the kids have burners. They're probably not doing illegal things with those burners, like lying to the FBI. But you know, I think when, know, an, when an adult gets a burner phone, there's a pretty good chance they're going to do bad things with that burner phone. Because you know who has most of these NBA stars? They've got a regular phone for their wife or girlfriend. Yeah, right. They've right. got one, maybe two, maybe three separate burner phones for other women in their lives. All right, but, you know, it's possible uh, an NBA player can afford uh, multiple accounts, mm -hmm. but a burner phone for the average uh, Joe or right. Josephine on the street, sure. it, it, to me, that just kind of says there's some, uh, there's some sketchy stuff going on. The Chicopee School Committee, by the way, ultimately voting 8-3 to three to place Clark on paid leave. What? I get, I got a joke that I can't even say because of the, the, yeah. the, the secrecy of this whole yeah. story. Yeah. And uh, this person just wrote. This has to be torture for a you. A very funny joke, and I can't say it. Ah, that sucks. It's torture uh, for you, isn't it? It's very torturous. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. We've got some other local news as well. Mayor Michael McCabe touting his vision to revitalize Westfield's downtown in conjunction with the Complete Streets program. He had his mayor's coffee hour ahead of the big city council vote for today. Part of McCabe's plan involves a new direction for the former J.J. Newberry's department store on Elm Street in Westfield. It burned down in 1986. Plans to turn the parcel of land into an open green space, similar to the Park Square Green, and also part of his proposal for the property to install new pickleball courts. Though the pickleball courts on Franklin Street have drawn some controversy since their installation, he said that on a nice day, they are busy with 100 to 200 people. So he's using all of that as a blueprint to mm. continue with the Complete Streets program there in Westfield. People love their pickleball. I've never played it before, and I, I played just about everything with a racket. You know, squash and racquetball and tennis and ping pong. I've never is, played pickleball before. It, I don't even know what this is. This is uh, like a tennis game? <clears throat> kind in, of. In, in, a, in a smaller court. I, I got a buddy of mine who uh, fashions himself to be some sort of a pickleball champ. Plays amongst all the elderly. I don't yeah. know if I'd be telling everybody that. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a wooden paddle and like sort of like a, a large oversized plastic wiffle ball, I think it is. Yes. And you can't hit it very hard, so it's tough to put the ball away, so to speak. Yeah, it's not like a, a, a tennis ball right. traveling 120 miles an hour at you. Right. Now, uh, will they call it Pickle Park, uh, <laughs> and will they have to get the naming rights from the, up at the rest stop off of 91? Because uh, uh, it's point. Swallow Hollow with Pickle Park up there. There right? is a Pickle Park in maybe. upstate New York as well, in central New York, Steve, if you recall. Somewhere close to Colgate University, there's a Pickle Park there as well. Yeah, I got, these jokes are just coming in left and right from all these different people. Yes, yes, I, I wish I could say these things. And uh, are they hilarious? They're hilarious, and we and since we can't really talk about those details of the story because it hasn't been published yet, well, can you at least give the punchlines? Well, or or could we do another story? And then you could substitute these jokes for another story. I, I guess you could. 
Why don't we why don't we plan on that for next hour? Let's get, let's all gather right. them all and let's do a, an entirely different story and then you can tell these jokes attached to that story. How about that? Sure, we can do that. Could yeah. that it would Wait, 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 wait. Can you do that? I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't think I can. I mean, at all in theory, it sounds fine. Yeah. But I mean, you know, really, until until a legitimate right. news source the, is coming out. The gist is, uh, this woman blew her career, and it's a lot to swallow. I see. Gotcha. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with any of the stories no. we're covering now. No. <laughs> Look at us trying to cover our legal tracks here. On the show. Not, listen, it's just you know we don't have any confirmation of some of these right. uh, these allegations and. I'm sure, based upon the salacious parts of the story, mm -hmm. that they will yeah. come out. All right. Well, as long as we're talking about education, here's a good one. A middle school teacher in Port Orange, Florida, arrested earlier this week for playing loud music during the Florida statewide assessment test that kids were taking. Oh, boy. This teacher was intending to disrupt the students on purpose. Mm-hmm. The incident posted on Instagram Live as it was happening, Port Orange police say art teacher Martin Reese was arrested for disrupting the school function and for disorderly conduct. He's since been fired from his art teacher position at Creekside Middle School in Port Orange, Florida. All right. I, I, uh, arresting him, I, uh, that seems a little uh, a little strong. Well, but if you're, he if, should be told to stop. Yeah. I mean, these if it's a if it's a state assessment, not so unlike the MCAS here in right. Massachusetts. Yeah. I mean, again, this is for middle school students. It's, well, a, it's, yeah, an, art, they, it's they, an art class. But they still they still take the MCAS yes. in, uh, in middle school here mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. Right. Yo, there's no art test in it, but if that's the case, then you just shut up and let the kids take the test. Yeah, what it doesn't say anywhere in the story, and at the end it says, no word on his motives. Why was he trying to disrupt? Well, there's there the are kids. a lot of teachers that don't like the uh, the assessment tests, and I can under I can understand that. Oh, because yeah, you do speak from experience well, with your no, I domestic mean, situation. Not you know I mean, I'm, I'm not you know pointing you know fingers mm -hmm. at anybody specifically, but a, right. you know, they are controversial tests. All I'm saying is, if you're not administering the test, if mm -hmm. you're not having anything to do with it, there's enough kids that have test anxiety and other issues that uh, you don't want to disrupt a very important test like this. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. In other news, a systematic review of 18 studies published between 1956 and 2020 offering fresh insight into the big burning question. How many calories does sex burn? I have no idea. One study reporting an average energy expenditure of 130 calories. They said. However, thank you, Steve. This study included just eight participants, only one of whom was a woman. Now, I'm doing the math on that. You got eight participants in this study. Yeah. One is a woman, and seven are dudes. Yeah. Survey said. What's the that, problem? That doesn't really match up, unless. Some of the dudes are with each other, and if they're with the woman, she's pretty damn busy during that I'm sure they're study. not all with her. I mean, that would be that is perverse. Well, but there's only one woman quoted as well, part of Well, what are you trying scene. to find out? Are you trying to find out about the sex, or are you trying to find out about the calories burned? <laughs> I have all sorts of questions. I guess you do. What, do you think men burn calories faster than women do? It says, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, mm -hmm. men burning an average of 101 calories, while women burn an average of... 
you're going to love this number. 69 ah, calories hey, that? during nah, in- this sounds like a setup during intercourse doesn't it i mean that's that's a bit sketchy i think well you know, i mean there are some women that don't necessarily have to exert themselves in the same way yeah i guess that's true i mean you, you, i mean they don't ha- i mean they could well it's i mean it's optional and plus if you're in better shape to begin with you probably don't expend as many calories during sex as you would if you're not in as good a shape because it taxes your heart a little more, I think. I, uh, I rarely step on a scale before and after. Well, you're not stepping on it. It's just calories burned. <clears throat> you don't have to, it's, you're not converting it yeah, to I know, a, but a I, loss but, of weight. <laughs> but I'm never one of those guys that you know, has the, uh, the, the, the pair of fat pants and I pull them out real far and say, yeah, I've never felt better in my life. What about uh, combining food and sex in the bedroom? My two favorite things. Yeah? What, what, what's your angle on that? Oh, I, uh, you know, like pastrami sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, first she started with the strawberries and the chocolate, but then I'm like, eh, there's no meal here. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've incorporated I gotcha. sex and yeah. pastrami sandwiches. I see and where you go. Yes. If I can get TV, it'll mm. be the trifecta. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's just convincing your partner to go along with that plan. That's right. All I'd right. like to. I'd like to try fondue. During oh, sex. Fondue. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting, don't you think? Well, you make your own fondue if you're doing it right. I suppose. That's right. How about sushi? Mm, you're already eating sushi off the barbershop floor. All right, floor, all so. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I led him right into that one, didn't yeah. I? You didn't even realize yeah. you were going yeah. there. Oh, well, I kind of did. <laughs> with, with Nagel, you always know. That's right. Now hear this is coming up in just a couple of minutes. The shavings. <laughs> <laughs> And and now hear this. We've got some great audio. A new hit song about one of our favorite snack foods of all time. Plus, another song sung by a golfing pro. And another guy who's doing Rush all by himself. All the instruments. This is like the the tease of all teases. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. I think. It's coming up on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 and ACDC on Rock 102. It's uh, it's going to be rainy uh, for a good part of the day, and then uh, tomorrow more of the same. It's uh, 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Yeah, but three song snippets today, and now hear this. Kind of debating on where to start here. Try the first one. All right. It's a new version of Cracker Jack. And here's the jingle. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker chill. No one can stop you if you have the will. So let's root, root, root for a good stream. We're adding our face to the game. And we'll run, throw, with never a doubt. It's a Ball. Cracker Jill debuting at Major League Ballparks this year. Yeah, yeah okay. Is that actually going to happen? Yes. Who's the singer of that song? That's Normani. Normani? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't the know. pop singer. 
very popular these days. Trying to make too much of a vocal performance out of a traditional song like that. Yeah, I yeah, agree with that. That's the kind of song that really should be sung by drunks. It's a good point, mm-hmm. along with like uh, Sweet Caroline and other yeah. seventh inning stretch songs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This particular snack food, Cracker Jill, as opposed to Cracker Jack, is going to help promote women's sports. And Pepsi, by the way, hmm. behind the whole thing. Is there no nuts in the Cracker Jills? You know what I'm I saying? Say, I say, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, no nuts in that because right. she's Jill. Good one. What about all the other genders? Can we have Cracker Jacks for those? Uh, you know, maybe a Cracker They yeah. coming yeah, out soon. Do oh, that. I, don't, I don't know about that. Cracker Us? I don't know. Could be. Right? Yeah. You got to touch all the bases, so to speak. What about the word Cracker? Come on. Uh, that could be offensive, too. You're right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a little turned off by it. Cut number two. A new hit song. With Willie Nelson, and let's see if you can pick up the vocals from the other guy. My old friend Jack Daniels won't leave me alone. I'm here standing at the crossroads. I'm somewhere with whiskey and water. Somewhere. Between whiskey and water. Title of that tune, Whiskey and Water. Mm. It's also the title track from a new album. With Willie Nelson joining this other guy, this major sports star, on the vocals. Mick Jagger. No. Joe Buck. No. Uh, boy. Uh, Ann Wilson. No. <laughs> but, yeah. but this guy is kind of big. Dua Lipa. Think about the biggest golf guy you can think of. And when Tiger I, Woods. When I say big, I mean big. Jack Nicholas. I mean really big. John Popper. John Daly. John Daly. No. Of course. No. Yeah, I was close. Can you imagine the amount of weed the two of them must have smoked <laughs> doing that show? Sure. That, that song? Yeah. I mean, it must have been like endless, like a like a like a blunt the size of a golf bag. <laughs> That's uh I would love to smoke weed with Willie Nelson. That would be a good time. You know, interviews I've uh, I've seen with people who have done it say yeah. that Willie has the best weed because he can afford it. Mm-hmm. That I makes mean, sense. I mean, you got a good. I'm sure you yeah. get fine stuff at the dispensary you go to, but when it comes to Willie, then that's almost like a, like craft like the craft beer of weed. I saw Willie Nelson in concert years ago. How was he? It was actually pretty good. I yeah. bet. Yeah, he's, he's a is. pro. He put on a damn good show. Yeah. I've seen John Daly doing his thing on the golf course, too, and that's a pretty good show as well. If you ever followed John Daly around a golf course, it's a riot watching him. He, he engages with the fans. He throws up if he's been drinking too much. It's fantastic. I watched him uh, take practice swings at uh, the GHO many years ago mm-hmm. in, uh, in Cromwell. Yep. And he was, just, uh, he was just doing shots out of a sand trap. And he was like one after the other. And he was like, you know, with, without the pressure when you're just practicing. Yep. I mean, you land, you stick that that thing every single time. Well, he does. I can't, I, it's unbelievable. I, I, I can't I think of anything more boring than watching golf all day long. Well, go try follow John Daly around. You might change your mind. I don't want to follow anybody in the golf world. It uh, it just seems like a, a it, lengthy. You know, it seems quiet. Boring, but if you're like in the gallery, uh, one of these uh, these these PGA events, it's mm-hmm. actually kind of a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but you can't get drunk and loud with your friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can these at days? a golf course. The, well, not the Masters. Not of while course. they're not while they're swinging. Yeah. Well, 
Well, that's what I mean. I'm like, I don't want to. Uh, the whole idea of somebody hitting something uh, requires like a like a like a run up. Then you should go to the Waste <laughs> Management Open in Arizona every year, where it's a total party and fans are encouraged to act uh, up while know, while the golf swings are going on. I know people who work for Waste Management. I would not want to hang out with any of them. I also wouldn't want to interrupt yeah. any of their swings. It's a party out there, by the way. When some guy hits a hole in one, everybody throws their red solo cups onto the green. Mm-hmm. It's an entire mess. And then the waste management pros come out and sweep it all up within oh, about 90 man. seconds. That's good. Well, all the things I've been missing on my whole life. See? And cut number three from musician Dominic Fragman doing a Rush classic. Check it out. Now, the thing that makes this interesting, he's playing all the instruments at the same time. You and, could, you and, can go to YouTube and check it out. What is that like uh, one of those one-man bands you see at a carnival? Yeah. Where he's he, got the cymbals and the... He's doing it all at once? All at once, but it's not one of those like contraptions that you're talking about, Steve. He's sitting at a drum set like you have at your house, Bax. Right. And he's got a guitar, and he's playing the guitar one-handed and drumming one-handed and singing. All right. I mean, that's huh. pretty, that's pretty damn good. Well, how's he? How's he playing guitar? He's playing guitar with one hand and drumming with one hand and using the pedal to hit the drum with his feet. How's he touching the fretboard on the guitar? He's just—he's got one hand on the. Brett. You know yeah. what I think? I think you're making this whole thing up. Go search it up on YouTube if you don't believe me. What, what's right. his name again? Dominic Fragman. Okay. All right. Go check it out. Okay. It's pretty damn impressive to me. <laughs> okay. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't do any of it. He's doing it all by himself. Let's see. And, I'm watching and, this guy and, right and now. And pretty Let's good see. vocals, by the way. Not bad. Uh, well, now we have an ad, so you got to wait uh, two well, seconds for that. While you're doing that, yeah. we'll get to the 102-second sports coming up in just a couple of minutes on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in a world where an entire industry of concessionaires can justify jacking you for a $6 hot dog or a $9 lukewarm beer, leave it to Major League Baseball to find new ways of bilking the common fan out of as much money as they can sink their greasy little mitts into. Between the cost of the ticket, parking, food, drinks, and various souvenirs and mementos, going to a Major League Baseball game requires an application, a credit check, two forms of ID, and your last two pay stubs. And yet, there's always at least one team out there that wants a little bit more out of you. Yesterday, the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves announced that in an effort to extract additional profits from ticket-paying fans, they will be serving something known as the World Champions Burger. Now, you might say, okay, so what? Well, according to reports, This isn't just some flimsy $7 slab of beef on a sloppy bun. The Atlanta Braves World Champions Burger is a half pound of Wagyu beef served on an Irish buttered brioche topped with cage-free pan-fried eggs, foie gras wrapped in expensive and edible gold leaf, 
grilled lobster tail, bib lettuce, a slice of heirloom tomato, aged cheddar smeared with truffle aioli. And for this, the Atlanta Braves will charge you $151. Yeah. Folks, do you have any idea how many Fenway Franks you can buy for $151? The answer is 25 For the same price, you can also buy just over 17 beers. And those are Fenway Park prices. If I bought the same hot dogs at my local Big Y, I could buy 54 hot dogs. That's better than five packages of hot dogs for the same price of a single hamburger that would only be purchased by someone who is looking to be a pretentious jackass. I don't feel comfortable buying an $18 cheeseburger here in town, never mind spending eight times that amount. I don't even like foie gras, and yet some jerk will order it just to show everybody that he's financially irresponsible. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got Scott's four-step, and you got a nice healthy lawn. What a surprise. You got your Ace Rewards card, too. And you got the best deal in town on that Scott's four-step. 80 bucks out the door, no rebate nonsense. It's about time to her step one, so pick up your Scott's four-step right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And the cars on Rock 102. I love how connected you guys are, by the way. You're getting all sorts of messages with inside information <laughs> yeah. about the former Chicopee school superintendent. Well, well, she's not former yet. Yeah, she's, she's just on administrative leave. Yeah, but, uh, right. let's, let's, think... let's just say yeah. that if and when some of this information comes out, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, well, what the hell is all going on in Chicopee? Yeah, well, you guys, you guys are... <laughs> are obviously <laughs> well-connected. That's great. Hey, it is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. The uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are uh, kicking ass and taking names. And on the phone with us right now is uh, defenseman Tommy Cross. How you doing, Tommy? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing uh, all right. Very, very good. You know, it's kind of nice, I have to say, uh, to be talking about Springfield Thunderbird hockey and not having the first topic of discussion be, how are the crowds? Like, attendance isn't even the issue anymore because you guys are playing – Yes, you've been playing so well, and uh, you know the the season is winding down. Playoffs are not that far away; got about a, a little less than a month, uh, you know, left to go. That's got to be kind of a relief for people, where it isn't like the first thing on their mind is you know whether or not you guys are you know you know packing the crowds in. Yeah, yeah, the support's been unbelievable. The crowds have been uh, really, really great. I mean, I think I think winning games helps, and uh, but I also think. You know, there was a long layoff there with no hockey, so I think the fans kind of came back uh, with a lot of enthusiasm and were eager to watch some good hockey, and that's kind of where our part comes in, where, you know, we got to make sure we're playing winning hockey, entertaining hockey, and for the most part, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of that. Yeah, the T-Birds, by the way, in case you're wondering, first place in the Atlantic Division of the AHL, on the road this weekend, back to the Mass Mutual Center next Wednesday against the Syracuse Crunch, and you'll have a chance to pick up flex tickets here in just a few minutes. Aside from hockey, before we dig back into that, the Masters begins in golf today. Tiger Woods is playing. Are you impressed? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan, and uh, his whole career and the ups and downs, obviously, um, the perseverance recently with the you know the car crash 17 months ago. So we follow it pretty close as a team. We had, we had our Masters draft pool uh, yesterday in the locker room after practice, so it got a little heated. There were some good <laughs> auctions going on. Um, I'll definitely be dialed in all weekend. What's the uh, what's the grand prize amongst you guys? Um, well, bragging rights, obviously, but then. Uh, you know, we do. We pull together some money, so the winners. Uh, I think second place gets their money back, and then the winners take on the rest. Nice. And and who did you wind up with? 
So the way we do it is each team, you, you just get together with a couple guys and, and you form a team, and then each team gets to uh, bid for five players, and then four of your players got to make the cut. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we have a salary, we have a salary cap involved, so you got to manage your <laughs> manage your money a little bit. But we, uh, my team went uh, opted for a pretty balanced squad, so we paid uh, medium money for a couple really good players <laughs> rather than go for go uh, for some of the heavy hitters. So I think we got. Surprisingly, we got JT, and then my dark horse is Cam Smith. I'm a big fan of him. Wow, All right. the so, Aussie. Yeah. But you know, we were talking about this uh, earlier this week. So you know, Tiger's 46 years old. He almost had uh, both of his legs amputated after that car crash. He's had four back surgeries, four knee surgeries, and he's kind of had the yips a little bit uh, since he got divorced. Yeah, at at some point, like <laughs> any professional athlete, once you get to a certain point where you you are either you know, you would be the oldest guy to win the Masters, or you've had enough physical liabilities happen to you over the course of a few years. At what point does anyone say, I've had enough? Yeah, I think, I mean, I certainly can't speak for, for the level that he's at, but I think that just the 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 rush of competition and, and being, uh, I mean, he's been the man his whole career. He's been, you know, the, the best to, you know, to compete and to win. So I think that thrill of victory is what probably keeps him coming back. I, I got a feeling that it's addictive and especially at a place like Augusta where he's won five times. I mean, I was talking about it the other day. It's kind of like all the odds are against him, right? He can barely walk around the course, this mm-hmm. and that, but it'd be, it'd be like, you know, if, you know, Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby came back into a hockey game after a few years away, I'd probably still put money that they'd score a goal just because that, that talent, that, that uh, skill doesn't just go away overnight. So I don't know. Maybe I'll regret saying that, but I think Tiger can do crazy things. So well, it's uh, entertaining to watch. I hope you're not the kind of player whose skills go away after a, <laughs> overnight. But, I mean, the realistic part about it is you know, a, a game like hockey and a game like golf, there's physical demands on you guys are, are very different. And the kinds of long-lasting injuries that you deal with after you retire um, aren't always – easy to recover from you know bad feet lousy knees bad hips you guys get like the the whole gamut over there yeah <clears throat> yeah it can definitely take a toll on your body but i think that's uh i don't know that's part there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to you know to a long hockey career and i'm sure the same for golf but i think there's some negatives and but i think it's also uh some battle scars and some uh signs of being in the battle and, and going through a lot and, and hopefully having your share of wins we're talking to Tommy Cross, defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds here on Rock 102. And by the way, Tiger doesn't tee off until 11.04 this morning in his round at the Masters. The first golfer's out on the course, I think, coming up in about 15 minutes. Changing gears to the AHL, Tommy, I don't know if you saw this story or not, but one of the players on the Rochester Americans suspended eight games for using anti-gay slurs during a game. Ben Holstrom, who actually played at UMass Lowell in trouble with the league. Did you, did you see that story? Yeah, I saw it briefly, and um, obviously not a good, not a good situation, and and um, you know something that we we can't have as part of our game. Uh, I think hockey's done a, a, you know, made a concerted effort to, you know, be welcoming to, you know, people from all different backgrounds and sexual orientations and um, skill sets and everything. And so I think uh, you know I've played against Ben Holmstrom, and and uh, I know guys that have played with him, and this incident certainly doesn't speak to. Uh, the character that I've that I've uh, been told about him, but um, obviously, you know, it's something that I'm sure he wished he had back, and it looked like the league dealt with it, and um, 
you know, I don't know too many details, but again, it's not a good look for, for our league and for hockey in general. But um, at the same time, I know the hockey community is doing a lot of things um, to be more open and welcoming and, and a safe place for everyone. How, how crazy have things gotten where you could punch a guy right in the face? <laughs> that's okay. But the moment you start calling him names, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, that might be uh, that might be a subject for uh, a longer conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a touchy one, Tommy. I don't blame you for avoiding that, but yeah, there is sort of a double standard for sure. All right, Tommy, it's Steve Nagel. It's time for your uh, weekly uh, beating here on the Rock One Hundred Two. Oh boy, here we go. All right, I, now I don't I don't want to get too much into your personal life. Are you single at all, or you you, you got a lady, a wife? Uh, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I've I've got uh, I'm married uh, to. Um, to a fantastic, unbelievable wife when they've got okay. two uh, young, two young boys. Well, well, here's some here's some uh, hockey pickup lines you can pass along to the younger younger guys on the team. You ready? Uh, come All on, right. baby, the ice man cometh, but never too soon. Huh? Am I right, hey, guys? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> can I slip one past your goalie? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a jersey? Because I need your name and number. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, you don't have to laugh at these. You don't have to. I like I like the I like the name and number one. That's a good, That's a good, that one, a good one. You got to admit. Do you play hockey cuz I wouldn't mind poke checking you? Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gretzky ain't the only great one, huh? I got a curved stick too. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, my name. I gotta make. <laughs> I gotta make sure my sons don't tune in. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, my name's Stanley. Want to see my cup? Oh yeah, baby. Man, just one after another. Isn't it unbelievable? <laughs> I bet my stick would feel great in your crease. <laughs> oh, that was for something else. I'm right. Yeah. No, no, that works. No, no, I think that was fine. Yeah, yeah, I guess. What do you What do you think, Tommy? You can think of pass those on to the younger guys or the younger single guys on the team. Yeah, I'll be sure to relay those. All right, and, uh, thanks so much. We'll see what they, yeah, we'll see what they do with them. So you can you can take another guy and smash his face up against the glass, but as soon as you call him a bad word, then all of a sudden that's a bad thing, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess nowadays, well, you can't smash his face against the glass nowadays either. So more sure. emphasis on skill and speed and uh, entertaining hockey for the fans than the violence or the. Uh, or the uh, harsh words. Unbelievable. Anyway, well, listen, uh, best of luck this week. Uh, you know, you guys are playing great. Hope it continues, and it's good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always good to catch up. Hey, Absolutely. Hey, hey, I only drool when I'm standing upright. Yeah. There you yeah, go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Tommy, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, we have flex tickets to give away. Yes. Uh, for an upcoming uh, Thunderbirds home game. Oh, yeah. Tenth, tenth, tenth caller. 293-1021. All right, good luck to you. It's 820 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102 with Back Steve and Dave and Tom Petty. And those Springfield Thunderbirds flex tickets up for grabs. Got to get a winner here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is John. How you doing? Good, good John. Guess what? Did I win? You won, John. Unbelievable. This is the first time I've played anything in almost two years. No kidding. How no, about that? You wow. Won. Big winner. You've won yourself a pair of uh, flex tickets to an upcoming Thunderbirds game. Congratulations. Thank you very much. There's like three left, so you got your plenty of choices. <laughs> you got three choices. <laughs> 
Hey, are those lines uh, from Steve Nagel, are those exclusively for the players? No, you could use them anywhere you want, yeah, my if, friend. If you're like an, uh, playing in an over 30 league, you could use those too. How about an over 50 league? Well, oh, yeah. You also possible. You tell her you want to nail her to the boards, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Now we're talking. <laughs> all right, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to get all your information. Congratulations. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Very cool. Uh, just uh, real quick, uh, you know, if you ever miss uh, like today's show, like you want to hear that guy uh, all over again, you can mm-hmm. go to uh, rock102.com and download the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find uh, podcasts. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Rory Sullivan Burke, the author of a book called uh, The Light Pours Out of Me. It's the authorized biography of the late uh, John McGeeock, a brilliant guitar player who played uh, in bands like Magazine and Susie and the Banshees and Public Image Limited and uh, Generation X with uh, with Billy Idol. Uh, it's a really interesting book and a really interesting conversation. And then uh, my next interview coming up on Monday, uh, the guitar player for Echo and the Bunnymen, Will Sargent. He's just uh, nice. released his first of three memoirs. We'll talk to him about that on Monday on rock102.com. And you mentioned the podcast of the full shows here. Yeah, for our morning show, we also have like individual segments on the website. Like, for instance, the Tommy Cross segment every week is up there individually on the website as well. Giddy up! There you have it. We have news, and it's coming up next on Rock One Hundred Eight Thirty Two. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So before we get to the big local stories, the latest from Ukraine, they're bracing for renewed Russian offensives in the eastern part of the country, and also in the wake of alleged atrocities carried out by Russia, the U.S. announcing more sanctions yesterday, including on President Vladimir Putin's two adult daughters, as well as on all of Putin's close family members. So lots of sanctions going on, and to Bax's point, it may not matter to a madman like Putin. Meantime, the big local story... The administrative leave levied against Chicopee Superintendent of Schools Lynn Clark. This happened about 12 hours after she was charged with lying to the FBI. Can't do that. During a federal investigation into the apparent extortion of one of the candidates for police chief, Ms. Clark, using a burner phone to place about 99 different phone calls of a threatening manner. She was depicted in the 1989 movie Lean on Me. No, I think it's a, I believe it's a Joe Clark. She wasn't the one who said, Sam's, Sam's, give me your burner phone. No, no, that was not, uh, that was not her. Uh, this story is, because I, I just did a Google yeah. news search. Uh-huh. On, it's being picked up all over the country. Sure. Now, because uh, no one expects your superintendent of schools at $170,000 a year to be lying to the feder- to the FBI mm, and yeah. uh, to be making uh, threats to potential candidates for police chief and any number of things that uh, you know we're uh, being uh, informed about this morning. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's uh, there's going to be more that comes out about this, and it's going to be very very interesting. And you're guaranteeing that based on the text messages you're getting, by the way. And you know what? It's not just one person. Sometimes you get information from like one person, and you're like, okay, well, how much of this can I really, you know, uh, take for for what it's worth? Right. But this these are multiple people that are texting me uh, that are somehow connected to this case. Right. Well, and uh, and it's, I, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, like I said before, you know, when I got the uh, the notifications yesterday that something was uh, was going down and it was ugly, uh, you know, I 
popped on a mass live right away. Uh, paid the ten dollars subscription rate to join so I could uh, see all these stories. And then uh, as I'm reading it, I'm going, well, I wonder if there's more to the story. But you know, mass live yeah. has never ever reported well, on a story where there wasn't more information. Well, mass live is was only reflecting on the arrest and the court documents that were released. True, and then we so we saw the affidavit. The, the, she was using numbers. Uh, allegedly, she was allegedly using these burner phones, not only for this little scheme that she was doing uh, with the police chief job, but it also says in there that she was doing this to parents that would typically not answer, like if they didn't answer the phone because they saw a school call coming through, Right, she would use a burner app to make them pick up the phone kind of thing. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't yeah. understand why that why should we be using a burner phone to contact well, parents? How often does a super, first of all, how often does a superintendent contact individual parents? But, but you know, I'm reading that the affidavit from the investigator, it, it shows like how paranoid she was about this whole thing about getting caught because she kept contacting the investigator yeah. saying, hey, uh, you know, I just want you to know uh, this is making me look bad. And, uh, you know, and what is it doing to the city of Chicopee? Well, well it's it's created yeah. a black cloud over the yeah. city, according yeah. to one of the wow. school committee members. Apparently that black cloud started uh, long ago. So, mm. you know, here's here's the thing. Yesterday when it was first reported, it was reported that, uh, you know, she was denying the allegations. And then later on. She admitted that, in fact, she had been doing these things with this burner phone and had tried to, uh, you know, set, send these uh, these threats to this candidate for for police chief. And it and and it sounds like it, this could just go a whole lot deeper than this. And mm. I just don't understand how someone in that position thinks that they should be having any influence on a hiring decision on a different department that they have nothing to do with. You know, if we could all just go back to the simpler time when the Chicopee mayor was uh, trying to embezzle local tow companies. Right, and taking, like, envelopes of $5,000 a piece. No, there was no envelope, remember? That's right, yeah, what, no envelope? What, no envelope? That was the whole bumper sticker craze for a while. That's right, good times. The Chicopee School Committee ultimately voting 8-3 to three with one member absent to place Clark on paid leave. And according to the mayor of Chicopee, John View, he had to issue a statement saying that policy from the school committee calls for the most senior assistant superintendent to take over in situations like this. So that's why assistant superintendent Alvin Morton will act as superintendent until the legal matter is resolved. Well, I got full faith in John View. I mean, if he's the one that uh, kind of spearheaded this thing and and let the FBI know, he right. did the right <clears throat> thing, and I'm sure he'll continue to do the right thing by, you know, speaking with investigators. Steve, if I had a job that was paying me $170,000 a year, which I'm yeah. just going to tell you I don't, but if I did. And by the way, that's the salary of Ms. Clark. That's correct. I don't know what Mr. View makes. Yeah, I, not, not anything close right. to what the superintendent right. of school makes. Mm -hmm. But if I were that person that had a job mm -hmm. making that kind of cash, I would try to hold on to it with like grim death. Mm -hmm. I would never let it go out of my clutches. So I would do nothing that might jeopardize that. I would also do nothing that would uh, cause me to say, Oh, I don't know. Face five years in prison and a ten thousand dollar fine. Mm -hmm. I might be able to scrape away the to scrape up the ten thousand dollars, maybe on a good day. 
But the five years in prison and losing out of that $175,000 a year, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and I'm guessing that incentive is going to be the how do I stay out of jail card. I'm just going to talk about everything. I'm going to spill these beans all over town. A couple of other local stories. The mayor of Westfield, Michael McCabe, trying to revitalize downtown Westfield as part of the Complete Streets program. Apparently some new plans for the former J.J. Newberry's department store on Elm Street. That burned down back in 1986. They want to turn that parcel of land into an open green space similar to the Park Square green area. Oh, no, that'll be nice. Yeah. What else they doing? Especially for summertime. Well, they're talking about pickleball courts, but I think those have already been installed, so maybe some enhancement of some of that area as well. I wonder well. if they'll hire a contractor that makes the facade of the uh, newly uh, put together uh, park uh, fall apart and fall off the face of the side yeah, of the there you riverbank. Go. You know what they could use in, what? We- in Westfield? <laughs> what? A second gazebo. Hmm. Yeah, we, all, we can always use more gazebos out there. That one gazebo wound up working out great. Best gazebo you ever saw. Breathtaking. And it only cost slightly less than $400,000. Actually, it was a lot less. They had the tech kids build it. Remember? That was the whole That's thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, for, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, because yeah, uh, somebody got, somebody uh, really got up Dan Kanapik's craw, and he said, all right, fine. We won't spend the $400,000 we were going to spend on this gazebo. We're going to spend, uh, I think it was like $100,000 that they did. But they had the uh, the Vogue kids build it, which is a, which is a good alternative. You remember when Springfield had all those little uh, statues of uh, of sneakers all mm-hmm. over the place? Yeah, but don't, those don't. Ex- I see, I thought I saw one downtown. Yeah, there there are some okay. still remaining, and I think uh, you know the the landowners bought them, or yeah, you know, whatever it is. Oh, they, gotcha. they're, they're still out there, okay. but they used to be a lot more temporarily. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think if you were living in Westfield and you're driving through that rotary downtown all the time, you see that gazebo and you say, "My God, what a beautiful structure that is!" How much better the quality of life would be. If Westfield became nothing but gazebos everywhere, that would be awesome. everywhere you look, one gazebo to the left, another gazebo to the right, couple behind you, couple in front of you. I tell you what, when I lived in Westfield, I can't tell you how many times I said to myself, oh, what I wouldn't do for a little bit more access to a gazebo. Wow. Well, you want to sit down and relax someday? Yeah, they could become the gazebo capital of the world. And I, then maybe you've you know got what? something to hang your hat on. Exactly. Everyone talks about the you know, Westfield being the whip city. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with actual whips. Hey, uh, jumping tracks here. Michelle Pfeiffer. Nothing wrong with that. Pretty damn good for her. She must be, she, how old is she? Sure she does look good. She must be in her 70s. Yeah, she's on the Today Show right now. Mm, hold mm-hmm. on. Let me, let me look that up. While you're looking that up, I'll give you another quickie locally here. Chris Dowdy. Sort of running on the motorist-friendly ticket as the Republican gubernatorial hopeful. Mm. Not only does he want to suspend the state gas tax, but now he wants to get rid of tolls for Massachusetts highways. Seems like a pretty cool ticket, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, you said she's think you think she's seventy. Yeah, she's only sixty-three. Really, still looks pretty That's good. Surprising. Though. Yeah, she's been around for a long time, which mm-hmm. makes me think. She must have been very, very young at one point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Great conclusion, Bax. Thank you. Ha- fr- listen, I'm happy to provide my uh, my analysis. Yeah, she looks terrific. And well, doesn't look like she's had a lot of work done. No. Well, if she's 63, then she's a contemporary of 62-year-old Antonio Santo Nastasso. He's the guy who stole that helicopter we told you about yesterday and had been flying it in and out of his backyard. Well, his explanation now is that he was part of a clandestine black ops team. 
performing secretive maneuvers overseas. And that's why he needed the stolen helicopter. All the way to back to, what is what town is he in? Podunk Road no. in... Uh, was it West Brimfield or Brimfield? Or? It was one of those places. Yeah, yeah it's one of them. Uh, it was, I think it was a little bit east of here. Well, if you want to keep yourself incognitous, uh, you want to uh, live out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in Massachusetts yeah, so and fly on, your helicopter. Yeah, on that acre and a half plot off Podunk Road. Yeah, but you know, but even even on a place like Podunk Road in the middle of nowhere, you you're uh, you're dropping a helicopter in your backyard. Somebody is going to notice. Well, you think the yes. neighbors? The neighbors did because apparently that chopper with its blades whirring around, getting too close to kids, <laughs> playing on a neighborhood swing set in the adjoining backyard. I believe it. Nothing I... bad could possibly have happened there, right? I believe it. That's it for your news. We've got highs in the mid to high 50s for today. Showers probably this morning and probably extending into the afternoon on Rock 102. You've just learned that you've been named... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Nothing like a song about a banana-eating contest at, uh, you know, 8.50 in the morning. What? Is that what it's about? Oh, yeah. (sighs) Turn your head, now baby just spit me out. Oh, Okay, hmm. yeah, it's in a whole new light then. It's like get... the first time you found out about Shebop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's so it's not about answer. bananas? Yeah. No, it should have been recorded by Head Zeppelin, if you will. Ah. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, or well, was... uh, celebrating Hanukkah Lewinsky. That's so... eight days in a row of collective sleep. <laughs> gotcha. Well, so I guess the, the real title is December, but that's really, it should be retitled then, right? Yes, it should okay. be. Okay. Right. Right. I got a, I got right. a gotcha. lovely bunch of bananas. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I got a. Uh, this is a weird uh, little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a doctor's appointment today. Not mm-hmm. a big deal. It's just like a like a dermatology appointment. Right. You know, you go in, and get the uh, you know looked over from head to toe, mm-hmm. what have you. The doctor's appo- uh, The doctor's office keeps sending me texts to remind me mm-hmm. that I have this appointment today. I yeah. get that as well with my appointments. I've had five of these texts. Telling yeah. me about uh, to remind me that I've got this uh, yeah. this appointment. Did you respond by saying yes? You got one of them. Because no. that's all it takes usually is say yes it, or no if you want to say no. It says right on the on the text, uh, "Do not respond." Oh, only only respond if I'm going to cancel. Oh, I see. Okay, but five times mm. it's a little intrusive, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a problem with this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had this appointment set up. Now I could have sworn it was Monday. Right. And usually, what happens is if they send you a reminder. It's usually two days before the appointment. So I uh, I thought this appointment was Monday. So I went in on Monday and I said, uh, it, the text message here says uh, the appointment was at 10.15 and yeah. it's 10.15 and uh, you say I'm not on the list. And she said, well, you had an appointment here on Friday that you missed. And I said, what? I said, this text message came on Friday. And then I'm looking at it again going, oh, it does say for today. I thought it said for Monday. Yes. And I'm like, well, what's the point of having the text message if you're only reminding somebody an hour before the appointment? (laughs) But that was your only reminder text. Yeah, I didn't get. And, you know, and then it gets into this whole like this my base state thing where like if you're not checking those messages, then you're not getting the updated information because I didn't make this appointment. The appointment was made by my doctor's office. 
Yeah, well, see, but how often do you... Ch- I See, I don't check the my base date thing unless yeah. I know there's something waiting there for me. Lab results or something Well, I'm going to start checking like a that. lot more now. Uh, mm-hmm. That thing might have to be my home screen just to make sure I'm okay and not missing appointments. These doctors. But it wouldn't be a kick in the head you get five, uh, you know, five reminders and I still forget to go? Well, I was going to say, because I would need all the reminders because I would blow it otherwise, so... Well, I'm not, I'm not complaining that I'm getting them. I mean, I opted into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying five seems to be excessive. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably be okay with one, maybe two. But for the most part, I don't think I'm worthy of five. Well, you maybe should say something when you arrive for your appointment. Because yeah, I, wa- I think they would want to know if their system is flawed. And they could see, fix the, it. See, but the moment I insult <laughs> their, uh, you know, their system... All of a sudden, I'm I'm blacklisted, and then maybe you get poor service after that. Just like if you maybe send your food back in a restaurant, you don't know what they're doing to it before they bring they, it back they, out. They can hork a big luger right in your plate. You would never know. In this case, they could give you a breast or something like that well, during whatever der- procedure it, you're having. It's a and no procedure. It's just a just a you know an annual exam mm-hmm. for a dermatologist. I gotcha. mean. I don't want to insult anybody and have them accidentally miss a spot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. It's like I mean, not that I'm accusing them of doing that. It's just like. I'm not going to go in there and start to, you know, chopping heads off because I want it done my way. I see what you mean. It'd be a polite way to do it, though, maybe. I don't know. Just suggesting. To me, it's something you do after the appointment's (laughs) over. Okay. Long after. Maybe you write, like, a terse letter. I hear you. Yeah. Four, two texts max. Mm -hmm. I should be okay with that. But five, just too much. It's excessive. It is. It's 855 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes.